What's good, my loves? All right, so for those of you who have been kind of listening to my conversations and talks about, you know, investing and my journey, um, I wanted to break it down in a, a way that it's going to really help you kind of figure out how to move in the right direction based on my experience. So it's for your entertainment purposes, do your due diligence, choose a strategy that works for you. This is not financial advice, right? I'm just a podcaster. Um, But one of the things I learned, um, it's like I've been learning them in little pockets, right? But I'm starting to put them together and collapse the information. And so one of the things I learned is that there are three forms of, of, um, there are three forms of, of income, right? So there's active income. Active income is where you're trading your time for money, right? And so that's like your nine to five. That's okay, okay? Um, another form of income is passive income. I absolutely love it, right? And um, one of the things about passive income is that you put the money into an instrument and it it gives you a return. And from what I'm understanding, ideally you want to be, you want to build enough that you can live off of 4%. Okay. So I'm kind of in between three and 22%, but even from the 22%, I'm reinvesting a, a good portion of that. If almost not, if almost if not 50% of that, um, which leads me brings me down to about twelve percent um, that I'm living off of right now, off of one stream of income. So thankfully, I've diversified the other stuff, right? Just to kind of give you an idea of how it can fluctuate or how you can work your way down from living off of one hundred percent of your income to ninety five percent of your income, and squirreling that away to where you know, and you're also keeping your cost of living really low for a little period of time until it does what it needs to and then you can really live that lifestyle that you want to and you might find that your your values might change over that time right like even for me some of my happiest things that I love to wear now are actually not designer I love a good tank dress a good maxi dress a good sundress listen obsessed with those right with the really cute sandal and um, I am getting back into wearing a little bit more makeup eventually, but I've just been loving like natural, no makeup, definitely lip gloss popping type of a, a, a setting, right? But then the other um, one that's important and I think where it can get a little bit confusing for people is the idea of portfolio income, right? And so we've been learning about that. For those of you who have been um, following my advice and listening to Mina, she's been doing a really great job of explaining what she's seeing on her end, right? Um, And so portfolio income is where um, it was such an eye-opening moment for me. And I'm in so much awe of how I you know, learned it from her in the sense of I, let me, let me try to explain like this. So you hear people saying like, oh, you want to do investing. And so there's two types of investing, right? You can become an active uh, trader, right? Which is, I'm actually considering doing that as a job actually, right? Super excited about it. We're learning some of the techniques um, we had training today. And that means you're in and out of the market and 
And, you know, sometimes it can be every day. That's one model. Another model is kind of like um, setting it and kind of like low-key forgetting it, but you're kind of going in once a week, once one, one to three times a week and just getting back in there and redoing re that technique or that strategy, right? So it, I like it because it's hands-on. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. It keeps me tapped in a little bit more to what's going on with the market. And some people also do that with trading. So it can sound a little bit daunting, because there is a little bit of a of a learning curve, especially when you're doing that with stock. And I I've talked about this before too, but you know, you're you're going to have those experiences where you take a strategy and apply it to something like Blackberry. And every person has that one stock that they will never touch again. And for me it's Blackberry, right? And so um I remember my brother's friend had gotten in and he was showing like all these receipts. He was going, he kept going back in and um, you can probably go back and look at the chart for BlackBerry for last year and you're going to see exactly where the spike was, right? <laughs> That's where I got burnt and it's, it's documented forever in time, right? And so it was funny, but I was still learning that, you know, usually by the time people like him have gone in three and four times and gotten their bags, it's going to crash. And um, by the time you decide to get in, especially if you're new, it tanks and then you're left holding the bag. So, you know, he's sending in the receipts. He's like, boom, got out a thousand dollars. Boom, got out three thousand. Boom, got out four thousand. So, you know, by this time, like several hours had passed. I'm like, well, then let me go get my bag then. So I got in there and it turned. It hit a point and I held on because of the other strategies that I had learned where some of this stuff will cycle back up. But the thing is, that wasn't a quality stock and it wasn't that type of event that you want to do that type of move on. Obviously, I know it now, school of hard knocks, right? So... It can be daunting when you hear those type of stories, but that type of person is actively investing and it's almost kind of like becoming a portfolio manager in, in a sense that you're managing your own, your own account. So I would actually encourage those of you to, that are new to this, don't even try to get into that part right now. I, I think in my opinion, the safest way to do it is if you're hearing all these conversations about investing and you've always been wondering, well, what do I invest in? You know, do I invest in Starbucks or McDonald's or Target or, you know, Pepsi Cola or something like that? Um, and so Mina talks about this a little bit, but you want to look into index funds, right? So I've been researching, you know, some, um, what is the name of the, oh, Earn Your Leisure Earn Your Leisure, and I have played their videos and recommended their videos for you, and I have actually mentioned it myself too. Um, they recommend a good one, so I've been squirreling money away in that one. Um, Ashley Fox actually mentioned one that she's considering, and I looked at it, and I like the stonk. A, for those of you who are a bit, have been around um, AMC, then you understand that phrase. I like the stonk, right? Let's get it. But... um. I like it. And so I'm adding that one. And then um, and then also, thankfully, what I learned with Mina is that one of the beauties about um, the index fund is um, 
Before, you probably had a dilemma of trying to decide, okay, should I buy Google, Starbucks, DraftKings. DraftKings was one of my favorite. I made a lot of money with, with DraftKings. Never did me dirty. Um, Disney, AT&T, um, right? All of, the, all of the grades. And so that's all good and that's okay. And, and you know, I think you do want to have fun with the market too. Like, it is kind of cool if you have a thing for one of those to put money in it too and know that you have shares on it and every time it comes up in the news like mastercard visa or some other good ones too um you know that people like to have but when you go the index route those those um and mina does a really good job of explaining it in a better way than then and so i am learning that i have to develop that competency and type of thing but um, those stock have a compilation of all those shares. So when you buy one of those shares, then it has everything in there. It has Google. It has, you know, um, AT&T, Visa, MasterCard, all of those other things. So you don't suffer as much fluctuations as you would if you were in Google or, you know, that type of thing. But and I'm just throwing those companies companies out hypothetically. But they are shown, you know, in the fire community. And so I have to research what the fire community is about. Um, she was in it and then she extricated herself out of it. And so um, I I love it because it's that's how we should be in life. You know, whatever we go through, we should take definitely take the take the, the meat and spit out the bones. And um, if you're able to do that in life with everything, you're going to go so much further and so she was able to get what she needed out of it. And so I can look at it to see what are some other things that I can adjust to my adapt to my lifestyle. And then um, but understand that it's not a diehard, you know, situation where I'm going to to really confine myself or take on some of the limiting beliefs of, of that community. But there's it's a gold mine in, in a sense. And so if you're kind of I would say where you're going to get the best bang for your buck is to start to look into an index fund and why you want to invest in those and what's going to be the best one. So if you're putting your money in that and you know that there's people out there that are putting their money in that and then they're pulling out the four to 10 percent, you know, a year, you know, then that that would be the safest bet. So I, I even was having a conversation with my parents and I'm like, even though we're pulling out profit, Let's diversify and make that split. So I know it's a little bit kind of like he, my dad, you know, and they were kind of sleepy too. They're a couple of hours ahead of me, but um, that's definitely how I want to do it. And I'm so excited about what this means for my niece too. So she has her um, her insurance stuff set up, her policy set up. So that is good. But we can also set up her... Um, when I'm buying her stock in the future, we're just going to, you know, I could probably just buy her shares. And then when she's 18, I'll just switch those shares over to her and she can start building those up herself, too, to where she can start to live off of, you know, 4% off of that income. So that's how I would would play it. I think that that's so much easier because when you hear a lot of people saying investing, you, you, it's really like a, a tornado or a cyclone and you're, you know, there's Forex and crypto and stock and there's options and calls and puts and um, all of these different strategies, the butterfly strategy, the, the strangle stra- strategy, the 
Um, what was the other one that we learned for gold? The gold EFT, right? And so um, there's strategies for days. You have people that do zero DTE, right? Zero day day trade, D zero expiration day trading. You have people who do leaps, right? And so it can feel kind of really frustrating because a lot of you do not have all of the information you need to be getting in and out of the market. Not to mention there's also um, tax implications with that, right? So... Every time you pull out of a, a close something, you better be setting aside money to pay taxes on that, right? And you need to find out what that is for your state and your tax bracket. So every time if you're going in and you're pulling money, you got to make sure that out of that profit, you're putting aside money for, for um, taxes. And then also... One of the things that my um, and I, I, I'm kind of gauging too how much to give out to because to a certain degree, I know that she really likes her intellectual property. And also. Um, it, it gets complicated because, you know, you don't want to, like you said, give too much financial advice and then it falls on the wrong ears where people are not doing their due diligence they're not doing their research. I'm not in a you know, financial advisor. I'm just sharing how I've been going from year to year to year, seeking for something, finding it, how I'm putting it together, right? But one thing she was saying was that um, you also want to make sure to pay yourself. So lock up your profit. When you get, you know, some people, I like 30%, but I found out I'm kind of a little bit greedy. I need to get back to 5% and pull 1%, you know, from my transactions towards about 5% per week, right? So super excited about that strategy, but I, you know, I love 30%, 33%, listen, but, um, when you get your returns, you want to take out a fraction for taxes and you want to take out like at least, you know, what you're going to decide if you want to pay yourself 5%. And put it into something that you're going to keep it. Because what happens is sometimes you will make profit. Sometimes you won't make profit. And then because of the way it fluctuates, you're not going to see the benefits of what you made. And you really can squash it, right? You really can squander all of that away. So you can say, okay, every time I make profit, I'm going to put aside some for taxes Some people too, and it just depends on the strategy. Some people will keep trading that amount and then just be prepared to pay taxes and then put that money into use. But understand you're going to get taxed every time you get in and out of these, out of these, um, these things. And so you have to be careful too, because if you're going to be considered a day trader, you have to do a certain amount of trades within a 30 day time period, X amount of times per day or, or per week. And but there are tax benefits to that if you become, you know, an active trader and you get it under an LLC and you pay yourself. Right. But when you have an LLC and now you're paying yourself, now you're a business. Right. And you learn things like the wash rule. And if you make a loss on a on a on a trade, then you're not supposed to go back and trade in that for another 31 days. I think it's like 31 or 32 days, but definitely not so that because if you get back into that into that investment, then you can't write off the losses. But you can only write off up to I think is it like three thousand in losses per year, anyways. So you start to track your progress. So you can hear how it can be a little bit 
um, tricky if you're saying, well, everybody's investing. So let me try to do an options trade and get in and out of the market. And you're watching it while you're on the job and trying to get in and out of stuff that that's not hold off on that a little bit. Right. Hold off on that a little bit. I would say if you're making your hard earned money, in my opinion, the way I'm going to be moving forward is when I get even when I get my my, you know, like I said, it it averages because I reinvest a lot of what I get back anyways. When I get my profit, I'm going to start squirreling it away into index stuff and building that up to where I can live off of 4% from that. That is way healthier um, an easier peace of mind. I just keep throwing money in there and let it do what it needs to do. I don't have to worry about getting in and out. Now, I know there's, she talked a little bit about, you know, recalibrating and I will have to learn what that looks like or what that means. But it's, it, it's so much easier, I think, for a beginner. Um, and that's, so that's how, it, how I would play it. But again, is for your entertainment and everybody's style is different, right? Because here I am, I'm just a girl, I'm single, I don't have children, I'm not married, so I can be a little bit more risky. I'm still kind of on the lower, you know, kind of, I can take a little bit of risk maybe for another year or two. But do what works for you. Do your due diligence. Research it. Find out what works for you, right? Does it match your trading style? Does it match your goals? Talk to your financial advisor. Talk to somebody who has their securities license. Talk to someone who... I. One of the, the terms I learned, too, is a fiduciary financial advisor because what happens is when they put your money and they put it into these accounts... Um, there's a part of the reason you want a fiduciary financial advisor is because if they put money into certain stock legally, they can, but they get, they get like, um, I don't know, like referral credits or they get paid for referring you to their products. So if, if that product doesn't do well or doesn't pay out as well, they still got paid for recommending that product to you. So, and, and I think it makes sense what I was seeing on the insurance side. I was so new to it that, you know, you're still kind of at the bottom. You don't know the secrets of all of the what's going on. And so they would recommend certain products and it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this looks like a good fit, but you would get like referral fees, right? But if you have a fiduciary insurance agent, right, or financial advisor, fiduciary financial advisor, they have to disclose to you what they're doing and if they're getting paid to push a certain product to you, right? And so that, I really like that. That's something that I'm going to be looking forward to for myself. So again, just closing out, it's for your entertainment. It's for, you know, definitely musings of a divine feminine. This is me engaging with the content. And I think the biggest part for me is kind of like, you know, I know that one day people are going to be looking and saying like when I hit that 100k, right? And when I hit that million, some of y'all going to be feeling some kind of way, but I'm going to point back to October of 2022 when I was here trying to decide if I wanted to buy, you know, that outfit or splurge a little bit or or just you know, increase my spending and deciding that I'm going to 
I'm not going to be showing up in the nicest designer outfit to the Christmas party. I'm not going to be, you know, buying any new outfits. I'm going to make what I have work. And so the hardest part is going to be for me getting through my birthday. We have birthdays coming up. We have Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving celebrations coming up. We have Christmas stuff coming up. I'm going to be on a like, it's like a boat, like a like a little yacht, but it's like a little boat thing where we're going to be going and I already know we're going to spend so much money on food and at this really nice restaurant kind of decided if we're going to stay in a hotel and split it between my party and who's going with me type of a thing so it's like these next 16 weeks matter when you're compounding and and you have a designated amount to how much to put in but guess what when y'all are going to be salty and feeling this all this, that, and the third, you know, about how I'm, you know, living this lifestyle of things that I sacrificed for now to get there, I can point back and say, you know what, I know you're salty, I know you feel some kind of way, it might feel impossible, but go back to 2022, go back to 2021, when I started talking about taking classes with my dad, and learning about the different stuff, and getting burnt on some of the investments that I made and making wiser decisions and becoming more conservative and being more educated and becoming more skilled. Right? One of the things I'm talking about, and I look forward to sharing how I'm growing that account too, is um, one of my mentors, he's teaching us a new strategy of how to trade crypto. And the beautiful thing about this strategy is um, he saw several things with us, right? He was saying, I don't want you guys to be panic buyers and panic sellers, right? Because last year he used to send us the signals. And sometimes, you know, if he's up at four in the morning, I would get into the trade and no problem. But some people were working or on different timelines. And so then, you know, they would wake up at seven or on their way to work, and then they would purchase something, but so much time had passed and the price had sold. And so they panicked, bought or sold and sometimes at a loss. And so he wanted to make sure. And this is a, a very good divine masculine trait, right? What is going on with my people? How can I protect them from profit losses? How can I mitigate that? How do we protect that? So he found a strategy where We don't have to panic, buy and sell. And that's really a healthy attitude to have with the stock market, too. A lot of times we get into that feminine side or, you know, where we're in our emotions and we freak out and we're getting in and out of stuff. And we didn't, you know, do our due diligence to find out why that stock is good or if we want to hold it for the long time, long term. Right. And so the other thing I like about that strategy that he's teaching us is, um, We can choose whatever crypto we want, but we will own the assets. So even if it takes a week or worst case scenario, two weeks for the for us to hit our profit that we set in, which is are going to be so small. Right. We're going to take little bits and bites and pieces. Right. Like when you eat your food, you don't take the whole plate and like put it down your throat. Right. Unless you're like those Pokemon or those um. I'm thinking of those cartoon stuff we grew up with and they like they pick up the whole plate and just like like take it and put it down their plate. Right. You take it one bite at a time. So that's how we're going to take our profit. We're going to take it one bite at a time. We're just going to take, oh, one percent here, one percent here, one percent here. It is probably a little bit different in the in the stock market. But for crypto, you can ride it up one percent at a time. 
And there's always these fluctuations that are happening. I really want to learn how to short um, in in the crypto side, but it is so risky, y'all. Every time I try to go in there and I was looking at some stuff last night, um, they were talking about like you have to leverage and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, boom, got it. But I don't really want to end up with a negative account type of a thing. And and so I remember one time when I was learning how to trade forex, I had a thousand dollars in there. If I if I tell you I lost like three hundred dollars in in less than ninety seconds, um, but knowing what I know now, I probably should have just held on to it because it would have gone up eventually, right? And stuff and so, but I didn't know, so I panic sold. Um, but. But um, I even even within the strategy, I have learned so much because I'm not going to be just trading any coin. I really want the coins to be part of my portfolio. So I've decided I'm going to do like um, Bitcoin, um, probably Ethereum. Um, and I'll see what uh, what are some other coins that he's going to recommend that we have there. But and again, you don't want to to split that strategy amongst too many coins because you always want to be able to average down if you need to. Um, and then we also learned, like, for example, not to keep all of the money in, in Bitcoin. We keep it in USD and then which is a stable coin. So you can kind of hear my my um, I'm becoming skilled at this. I'm starting to understand why I'm doing certain things, why certain things are going to work. Right. And so um, the goal is he's going to be showing us how to get in and out of the markets for the next two years. And I I am conflicted because I take screenshots of when he posts his um, he's he's training us, but he I can see his um, Kraken account. And so he waited and developed his plan until he grew it. He took five hundred dollars. And with that strategy, in eight months, he grew it to forty eight thousand dollars. And I, I told somebody about it and I said, hey, I want you to join this class with me. I want you to learn how to trade with me. And when he started the class, it was he had grown it from 48,000 to like, I think, was it like 50, 53 or 54,000? That was on Monday. On today, Thursday, we have so we have training on Mondays and Thursdays. He goes in there and he's showing us his account, like how to get in and out of the trade and, you know, how to look at the, the charts and stuff. And it went from fifty four thousand to fifty seven thousand. So all this time while we were sitting here, he made three thousand dollars more off of that, right? And so I don't know what his goal is in terms of growing it, um, the account, but but I'm like, yeah, I look forward to excuse me, growing my account from five hundred dollars. I might, I I um. I low-key, I'm starting to get obsessed, obsessed with the um, investing. And I think the hardest days, like I said, for me, are going to be the next 81 days in terms of just holidays and, and just, you know, showing up the way I want to have fun. But I'm not going to go overboard on purchasing like new makeup or new outfits. I'm just going to I have I have stuff with tags still in my um, closet and they're, they're pretty cute, you know, or whatever. Um, but I legit can see myself, my personality when January hits, I can see myself kind of like adding more money into that trading account. Um, 
and still using the same strategy, but I like it because I'm going to own those assets anyways. And then I also see myself putting more money into like, I'll probably have my top, mm, I don't know, like my top five favorite um, index. They're not all necessarily index because some of the stock that I do have and I do like pay out dividends, but they haven't been doing that good lately. But I, I just like it. I get my little notifications from Robinhood saying, you got dividends. Da, 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 right and i think they're so cute i get one of them is on my birthday i'm gonna get it gave me the alert already saying that i'll get dividends on my birthday for one of the stock i'm in so you know you just find one and so i like the idea of growing it those accounts i like the idea too because i have confirmation that i'm on the right path and then now i can start to really just put stuff in there and I do like to see things grow and I do like to hit goals and I do like to see like myself you know expanding in those areas so I think that yeah I'm gonna get off here in a little bit I like the idea of just growing all of these different things because I I have to probably go back and look and see how many streams of income that's gonna be but um one of the things I do like about the active trader one is that um, the control is in my hands, right? So yeah, it's going to be nice to have something safe to put my money in index funds. And that now I understand the strategy and now I understand how much I need to grow those accounts too. And I that's something I can work on on the side. And then, um, but I also like that um, what he was saying, the mentor was saying is now that's in my control. I do, if I am keep it 100, I do feel a little bit guilty when people are going to work and I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs, but I am good at giving myself like curriculum assignments. So I will read Napoleon Hill or I will look at videos or I will try to always learn some new strategy or something new. So I've been good with that, but I like the idea of learning this new skill. And so it kind of, I like the idea of being self-sufficient and, you know, even like today, somebody is asking me what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm a day trader. And they're like, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm a day trader. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's probably, I don't know. I'm learning, right? I probably learning to be a day trader. Um, Or no, no, I think it's not day trader. It's called an active trader. Um, But yeah, so y'all know I like to keep this 30 minutes, but I hope that that was very helpful. And there is a learning curve, but I think I collapsed some of the the timelines and trying to sort things out was my intention for you. And so now you can you can shave off. um, I would say it took me about three years to get to this Um, paid for a lot of classes and over the course of time. But but now you're three years ahead of of where I started from. And now you can kind of scheme. You know, what's the safest way and then um, work your way up to if you want to become more of an active, in my opinion, for your entertainment purposes, do your due diligence. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just um, divine feminine musing on here. But that's it, y'all. I'm going to go to bed. I need to finish drinking my alkaline water and um, I'm looking forward to duplicating today. Today was a f- amazing day. I got to sleep in, um, I got to run an important errand, got to have a really good workout, 
I got to eat some of my favorite foods, but I got my micro, my macronutrients, came home, talked to some people that I wanted to, had some fun with my little fur baby, watched some of my favorite content creators. Um, and I could go on, I, you know, type of thing, but I, I'll probably talk about that in another Oh, yeah, we're going into the weekend. I'll probably um, have a chit-chat with you guys on the weekend. All right, know that I love you. Know that I'm rooting for you. You know, the, 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 this is the thing. I really want us to end up being the people who get the last laugh because part of what tickles me is I can come on here f- to a certain degree and say whatever I want to. You know, if, sometimes I know I've said stuff that can get my podcast snatched, <laughs> but at the end of the day, my money's making money. <laughs> so you can feel how you want to. Your opinion doesn't is not affecting my bills in any way, shape, or form. I don't have my hand out to somebody, you know, waiting for my boss who probably don't like me or is trying to get, you know, the most out of me without really paying me my worth or anything. I just go about my day. Um, for all of the, the wars and stuff and how people, you know, stuff that's going on, End of the day, I'm just growing these these adding zeros to my accounts and I'm diversifying it. I'm happy with my portfolio. I'm happy for what it means for my, you know, for my niece in particular, my godkids. And so that's the best way to live. And that's what I want for each one of you. At the end of the day, when everything else is falling apart and there's so much noise, play to win. Play to win and I'll see you at the top. <laughs>